0: April 26, 2020. John points to Jesus from uh, John chapters 1 and 3.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Davo Rock is going to uh, lead us in prayer before we start the lesson. Father, I
2: come to you this morning uh, so thankful that even in the midst of Uh, this virus that we're going through right now. uh, We know that you love us and that you want the very best for us. I pray, Father, this morning that we will look to you and use this time to get closer to you. Help us, Father, that we will uh, work with each other that we will stay safe and keep each other safe. Thank you, Lord, for each member of this class. They're so special to us. And, Lord, they, they work so hard for you, uh, not only uh, in our class and among our class members, but, Lord, they, uh, they work throughout this city and throughout the state. And even uh, worldwide, Lord, in, in missions. We thank you for that. Uh, you've blessed us so much there. Lord, I pray and thank you for Joe and and for John. Each week uh, they get together and they provide uh, the means that we can hear our Sunday school lesson. And I thank you for Joe that he is so diligent and uh, in Uh, studying, uh, Lord, to put our lesson together. And I just thank you for what he means to us. And, uh, Lord, I thank you that uh, you are never too busy to hear us. Never too busy, Lord, uh, for us to talk to you. Uh, It doesn't matter, Lord, uh, where we are, uh, whether the the virus is uh, so prevalent among us. But I just thank you, Lord, for all your blessings. And I ask you, Lord, to uh, protect us all throughout this coming week. And uh, uh, we ask, Lord, that you protect our president. Be with him. Be with our leaders, Lord. And we pray, Father, that we as a nation will draw closer to you through all this time. And, Lord, that uh, our uh, leaders will, will look to you and during this time, Father. Thank you so much for today. Thank you for taking care of us. And we pray and ask it all in the precious and holy name of Jesus.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you, Donald. Uh, okay, today you're going to have to be real careful. We got John, we got John the Baptist, and we got John Austin. So we're going to have to call John Brother Austin today to keep everything squared away. So, Brother Austin, he's going to read uh, the first part of the scripture for us. This is the book of John beginning in uh, chapter 1, verse
0: 29. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said, a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he may be revealed to Israel. And then John gave this testimony. I saw the Spirit come down from the heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, The man who on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and I testify that this is the Son of God.
1: Thank you. You know, uh, John was written about 30 years after the death of the other apostles, including Paul. Uh, Jerusalem and the temple had both been destroyed and John uh, is one of the oldest writers in the Bible, and, and it's he's very, very detailed. And it, for example, in John uh, twenty thirty one, he tells us exactly why he wrote. It says, "These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing." You might have life in his name. As you're reading that, it, it, you, you kind of miss over one little small point. There's not but one three-syllable word in, in, in that writing, believing. John writes so simply to, to be understood. Okay, And he, he also tells us who he wrote to. Who did John write to? He wrote to whosoever will. You know, Matthew wrote to uh, the Jews. Mark wrote to the Romans. Uh, uh, Luke wrote uh, to the Greek. But but John writes to whosoever will. And you know the great and the thrilling thing about that is I was taught a long, long time ago, take a pencil and mark out whosoever and put your name right there. And that's exactly who Christ died for. Uh, John uh, was the beloved disciple. The words that he used uh, most in his writing are believe and life. And as we go through today, just kind of mentally, look for those two words. The words believe and the and the word life appears more times than John than all the other apostles put together. John, James, and Peter were the three uh, pillars of the church. I don't, I don't know why, how we can start a lesson in John without first reading uh, John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things were made through him when and without him was not anything made that was was made. In him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness and darkness has not overcome it. There was a man from God whose name was John. He was a witness. He came to bear witness uh, about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but he came to bear witness of the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people received him not. Okay, uh, the next thing that happens in, in uh, John 1 is uh, the testimony of John the Baptist and in john in in John one twenty three John the Baptist says this, "I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now we get to the the first scripture that uh, Mr. Austin read here, and it says this: Behold the Lamb of God, That's the title uh in your Bible over verse twenty nine It says, the next day Jesus saw him coming at him and he said, behold the Lamb of God. In that sentence, John the Baptist answers the question that was asked in in Genesis 22, 7. When Isaac looked at his father and he said, here's the altar, here's the fire, here's the wood, but where's the Lamb? And, and Abraham said, God will provide. And that's what God's doing right here. He's providing the Lamb of God who, who takes away the sins of the world. And uh, as John read, he said, and the Spirit said, I saw the Spirit descending on him like a dove. Okay, so uh, John the Baptist was was a witness to the Holy Spirit coming down and ascending upon Jesus. And he said, uh, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. I have seen and have bore witness to this. He is the son of God. Uh, Matthew wrote about the king. Uh, Mark wrote about the servant. Luke wrote about the son of man. But John, from the very beginning, teaches us that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Okay, the next thing that happens in in John 1 is he calls his first disciples, he calls Philip and Nathaniel. Then in chapter 2, we have uh, three things happen. One is the wedding at Cana, where he turns the water to the wine. In In verse 13, we see Jesus cleansing the temple, and then verse 23 this, this is a sad state here. We see Jesus knows what is in man. If you look down to, at verse 25, uh, it says this, and needed no one to bear witness about man for he himself knew what was in man. He knew what was in man because of the temptation that he went through in last week's uh, lesson. He, there was nothing we ever experienced that Christ hadn't experienced beforehand. Okay, and now we get to, to uh, the, the next part of our lesson. We're, we're going to be in, in chapter three here, and there's a couple of things that happen in three. Uh, the first one is his meeting with Nicodemus. As you know, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He came to Jesus at night, and Jesus made this statement to Nicodemus. Listen closely. I know you've heard this a million times. Truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Uh, you've heard it that said a lot of times uh, that he cannot enter. Well, what Jesus is saying here is unless one is born again, you're not even going to see it. You're not even going to get to see the kingdom of God. So he, he explains that to Nicodemus. Then we jump down to verse 16 where it says God so loved the world. Maybe the most all time quoted Bible verse in history, but if you look closely at 16 and 17, it says this For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, there it is again, there it is again, that Joe Kynes believe in him, he would not perish but have eternal life. And all you got to do is take a pencil and write your name there and believe that. Remember what John said believe and life. Okay, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but but that in order that the world might be saved through him. If you look down at verse 22, it says John the Baptist exalts Jesus. Okay, so we're going to take up the next set of verses here uh, with uh, 325. An argument
0: developed between some of John's disciples and a certain Jew over the matter of ceremonial washing. They came to John and they said to him, Rabbi, that man who was with you over on the other side of the Jordan, the one you testified about, well, he's baptizing and everybody's going to him. And to this John replied, A man can receive only what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said I am not the Christ, but am sent ahead of him. The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom waits and listens and waits for him. And is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and it is now complete. He must become greater and I must become less.
1: Thank you. Okay. Uh, It says a discussion rolls about the baptism. Okay. Now, uh, there... When you get right down to the to the brass roots of the thing, the, the gentleman arguing with him, I don't know that he was uh, it was a philosophical thing, or it was the fact that he says all those all those people are now going to him to be baptized. Well, that's exactly what John uh, had intended in the first place, and John answered it. A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given to him from heaven. What he's saying is, is this is God's will. This is what was given to him. All these were given to him, and and you can take that verse one more uh, step. Sometimes you, you think about. Sometimes we are we get so. Uh, proud and so caught up in the things we can do the things we have done the things we want to do and and we get reminded of this a person cannot receive one thing unless it comes from heaven you know all good and perfect gifts come from god and and it it it, it does me a lot of good to remember that uh, uh, all the time and and then uh john the baptist says this i am not the christ I have been set before him. And, and he reminds them you, you could testify to this. And then he talks about the, the groom at, at a special occasion like a wedding. You know, that's one of the most sacred, one of the most holy events uh, is a union of, of a man and a woman. And in those days, the bride was in the chamber and the bride, and the groom came and the best man announced the coming of the groom. And so in this instance, what what John the Baptist is saying, all I was was the one announcing, he's coming. God said he was coming. God keeps his word and he's coming. And so I am the one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way. So that great ceremony of a marriage is Christ and the church. The bride of Christ is the church. And so he's saying here, that Christ is the bridegroom, I am just uh, uh, the friend of the bridegroom. The the verse uh, says this uh, in 29, therefore this joy of mine is now complete. Uh, John took great joy in announcing the coming of the Christ, the coming of Jesus, the baptism of Jesus. And he, he said, this joy of mine is now complete. So John's ministry that he was called to is, is now coming to an end. And he says probably this verse 30 uh, is, is a rock. He must increase and I must decrease. You know, if we could just keep that in mind, uh, our main purpose it should be to point people to God not to point people to the church building, not to point people at a, at a group, but to point to people towards Jesus. Okay, so he's saying here that he must decrease and I must increase. Uh, he must, excuse me, I got it back. He must increase and I must decrease. So to be willing to lower oneself and, and to raise God up is, is what John is saying here. Okay, um, the last set of verses.
0: Chapter 3, starting in 31. The one who comes from above is above all. The one who is from the earth belongs to the earth. And he speaks as one from the earth. The one who comes from heaven is above all. He testifies to what he has seen and heard. But no one accepts his testimony. The man who accepted it has certified that God is truthful. For the one whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God gives the Spirit without limit. The Father loves the Son and has placed everything in His hands. Whosoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever rejects the Son will not see life for God's wrath remains
1: on him. Okay, here, uh, John the Baptist um, is, is stepping out of the way and Jesus is, is coming into the light. And it says here that for whom God has sent uh, utters the words of God, for he gives the spirit without measure. He gives the spirit without measure. If you look over at uh, John 14, uh, 26, it says this, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father has sent in my name, he will teach you all things and bring you to remembrance of all things that I have said unto you. Here, uh, Jesus is explaining to his apostles that they, they don't want to believe that 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 Jesus is about t- to die and he's saying here that listen, it's to your benefit. Uh, a chapter over it says he is to your ben- it's to your benefit that I go because if I go, God's going to send the helper, the spirit to to lead and guide and to call things to your remembrance to show you the way, and, and, and to uh, be the thing that guides your life. And the older you, I get and the more I study and read, the more I realize that the, it, it's the leading of the Holy Spirit that, that accomplishes anything that's accomplished in the work of the church uh a lot you can build a building you can get a group together you can do a lot of things but unless the spirit is there unless unless all that activity was led by the spirit most of the time it's to avail so uh it says here whosoever believes in the son has eternal life there is that's in verse 36 that's the end again of uh the lesson that I mean the, the that the uh, author talked about John in the very beginning. The two words believed and eternal life. Now when when John the Baptist said this, when he said, "Behold, the Lamb of God." Uh, one one writer said uh, the word "Behold" is is a is a great word to start that sentence. He could have easily said, hear or look. But he said, it's, in this rendition, he says, behold, the Lamb of God. And there are five different scriptures that relate to this, le- to this uh, verse that the lesson is built on this week. And the first one is Isaiah 53, 7. It says, our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for sin, that he might deliver. He was, the, he was led as a lamb to the slaughter. As a sheep before his shear is silent, so he opened not his mouth. In 1 Peter 1.19, it says this about the Lamb of God. But with the precious blood of Jesus, as a lamb without blemish and without spot, I heard two or three times this week. It was, a, it was just like God was throwing it uh, out there so I could see it and, and understand. And, and it, they weren't tied together. But it kept saying to me, I heard this over and over, that Jesus committed no sin either by deed or thought. And I thought, gee whiz, man, that just knocks me out of the ballpark. You know, I I can go through the day and not rob or steal or cheat, but I tell you, I, I'm being as honest as I can. Sometimes the thoughts that go through my mind would 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 just petrify you, you know. And I I have gotten to the point somebody has stopped. Please, God, let, let don't let me dwell on that, you know. Uh, the, the commandment says, "Don't kill," but Jesus said, "If you hate, if you hate, if you if you're if you're at odds with a fellow man, then it's the same thing." So I, I stand guilty there. First Corinthians fifteen three says this: that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture. Here we have again that thing that Jesus is the thread through the entire Bible, the Old Testament pointing to, and the New Testament pointing back to the death and resurrection and to the second coming. Galatians 1.4 says this, who gave himself for our sins. Our sins appear almost in each one of these that he might deliver us from this present evil age according to the will of, of our God and Father. Christ came because it was God's will that he came. I read uh, by a commentary this week that God so loved uh, Jesus, his love for Jesus was because he was willing to die on the cross for our sins, willing to die. Hebrews 1.3 says this, when he had by himself purged our sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He completed the work. Revelation 1.5 said this, to whom who loves us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. He he didn't use the blood of a lamb, a goat, an ox, by his own blood. And Christ's blood on the cross is the reason we have eternal life. If we believe, I really, really think uh, the writers who talk about John's language, we can trust. Sometimes the word trust gets a little shaky, but if we believe, if you look believe up in the dictionary, it says you put your faith in it. If you put your heart in it, you you know that it's going to come true. So if we believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, then we can have eternal life. You know, uh, there's not a one of us that hadn't fallen short. Uh, You know, it says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every one of us. So we take our sin And Jesus took it from us, and he put it on himself. God turned away from him, and we became righteous. And and it's that righteousness that we hang it on to, knowing that we have eternal life. And it says eternal life begins now. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven. That gift of eternal life starts right now in Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this lesson. God, I beg you, let the Holy Spirit sift this lesson. God, the things that were said that, that a person really needs to understand and, and apply to his heart, let those things, God, just be crystal in, in the remembrance. And let God, the things that that were meant for somebody else or that I messed up. God, let them pass. Let that pass. Let them forget it. But God, we ask that you bless this class, that you bless each one of. Them. We thank you for God, every person involved in this class. And we also thank you, God, for the the uh, the families. God, the 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 children, the grandchildren, God, the great grandchildren that uh, that are are represented by this class and we thank you heavenly father for the ones that stand like a light god a a, a light that's not put under a bushel but it's on a hill god and drawing people to you heavenly father please help us to point someone to jesus this week in your holy name we pray amen